0: is going on everybody i am norm and this is another episode of scruffy city sports how is everyone doing are you doing fantastic are you doing well i hope you've had a great week we are rolling into the month of march as i'm recording this it's february the 26th but by the time you hear it wednesday is march the first it's unbelievable how fast time flies by and i am just just buckled up ready to go for An exciting spring, that means baseball is around the corner. If you are in the greater East Tennessee, Knoxville area, as you're listening to this, you're probably wondering what's going on with the weather. We had almost 80 degree days last week, and then we had a couple of 40 degree days, and it's just typical East Tennessee stuff all over the place, and I'm here for it. But you didn't want me to talk about the weather today. I mean, you could. I I could maybe learn and do that, really, if you wanted me to, but... We are going to talk all things UT sports. Uh, we're going to talk about the five baseball games that were over on the hill, the two basketball games. We will get into my thoughts on Tony Vitello's suspension. That will be after basketball. So if you want to jot down how things are going to go, we're going to briefly talk the two basketball games. Then we will talk Tennessee baseball. My thoughts on Tony Vitello, my, my rant that I'm going to have about the NC two A uh and what's going on over there will be that and then followed up uh, i had a chat uh it was a little longer than i expected but it was a good conversation uh with the rooftop rocket about nascar the daytona 500 that was last week Uh, I'm going to be honest, they're supposed to be running a race today and I've kind of forgot about it as I'm recording this uh, on Sunday afternoon, but that's a good chat. That'll be at the very end of the podcast. I will put timestamps below. If you are a Spotify listener, it only works on Spotify. I don't know how to get it to work for Apple. Um, but I will put the timestamps so you can fast forward. Or again, if you're on Spotify, you can just click the button and it will take you to the places and you can hear things. But we will play something, continue on, and then we'll come talk basketball. All right, let's talk about basketball. Basketball team went one and one on the week, and I know last week I talked about I was kind of over the basketball team. I was just – I had both feet in, on the baseball diamond and was ready to go for that, and then yesterday they just – Pulled pulled a foot back, so I'm I'm essentially one foot on the diamond, one foot on the basketball court still, which is fine. I, I you know Tennessee went and played um, at Texas. Was it was at Texas A&M. Yes, at Texas A&M earlier on the week. That was Tuesday night. They ended up losing that game, sixty eight to sixty three. I think really the 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 big takeaway from that game for me was I thought we played well enough to win. We just did not uh julian phillips and triple j did not play again rick barnes comments after the game was really he put it on both of those guys that they needed to play and i don't know that kind of stirred some internet controversy and blah 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 and again that was almost a week ago uh let's just you know fast forward till yesterday saturday uh, and we had a totally different t- basketball program. I mean, this, this was the team that was, you know, shooting lots out. Again, six weeks ago, offense was hitting on all cylinders. You know, they were firing on all eight or whatever you want to say as far as that goes. But this team is just so up and down. I mean, I really hope that the team we saw yesterday, and I think, you know, playing South Carolina really helped. It was a classic, you know, quote-unquote get-right game uh, for the Vols. But I I hope that this is the team we have going forward. We've got two really tough games this week ahead. Uh, We've got another Tuesday night game uh, here that's senior night at the Tommy Bowl against Arkansas. Uh, that's a nine o'clock tip off. So, you know, drink your energy drinks late at night for that one, because that one probably will not be over till 1130 or later, uh, the way Tennessee plays basketball. And then Saturday, we traveled to Auburn. I don't know what Auburn Arena's called, but we'll call it the house that Bruce built uh, for a Saturday afternoon matchup. And both of these games are really important as far as seating goes for the SEC tournament. And you're going to say, Norm, last week I thought you said just to play a bunch of hoopies for the SEC tournament. I still believe that. I I really do not care at all. Last year we won it, and it affected our seating, none. So I think – Rick Barnes needs to come out and say, hey, listen, you know, ZZ's got a minor injury he's dealing with. Euros has got an injury. Uh, Vesco's got an injury. Tyreek Key really is injured. Uh, and just all of our starters rest that whole thing. I say we play B.J. Edwards uh, and the young kids, Awaka, Adu, Mayshak, get him some minutes, play that kid that, you know, is a walk-on that scored three points yesterday. Just play all those guys. It, it means nothing to me. I'm not saying go up there and take an L. Although that's really what I'm saying without saying that. I say go down there and just play the scrubs. And those guys aren't scrubs. I'm just saying play the non-starter guys and, and have them rest for March. My hope is I'm really interested to see, and I guess I should tell you, yesterday Tennessee did win 85-45, to so they had a 40-point victory against uh, South Carolina. But I really want – and Triple J played really good. He came back, looked really healthy. had 18. ZZ had a a double-double. I'm moving on. I I gave you the score, one and one, moving on. I really want this team to make a deep run in March. I know I've said that since I've been covering basketball, that Sweet 16 is really what I want. But I want to see what Triple J does – Second game coming after being off for essentially you know six weeks, or he wasn't off six weeks. He was off like four weeks. I want to see how he does. This team, to me, is not built to play two games back-to-back, so that's why I don't want them to do that in the SEC tournament, but they're going to have to figure out how to play two games in a row for the NCAA tournament, and that's where I'm at. I want them to have a good showing for the tournament. Sweet 16 is my expectations for this team, and what are your expectations let me know do you do you even care are you more worried about Tony Vitello and the baseball team or are are you still hanging on to what Rick Barnes has got going on I want to hear from you you let me know because that's all I'm talking about baseball got a long podcast I got a big rant coming so we're going to do some buffer music and then because I got to get a drink so get ready Uh, but I'll be back in mere moments after something All right, everybody. So, let's get ready for it. Uh, the baseball team uh, went five and zero on the week. They won two games against Alabama A and M on Tuesday and Wednesday. They were off Thursday, and then they had a three game set, and they swept all three games against Dayton. Uh, I will give you stats and all that, but the real pressing and more important news from all that is Tony Vitello is serving a three-game or served a three-game suspension. At this point in time, we are waiting for the athletic department and Tony Valls to let us know if that's going to be more than a three-game suspension. It's only going to be a three-game suspension I am telling you what I know, and everything that I'm going to tell you next is Norm's opinion and Norm's internet sleuthing that I did to find out more information about this. Uh, Now, when the news broke Friday, I mean, it was, I I don't know, right before first pitch. First pitch was at 4.30, so this all came down around 4 o'clock, maybe 5 o'clock, right around game time that Tony Valls would be, I guess... uh, I shouldn't say that there was a report that came out Friday afternoon and I apologize because I'm all over the place. And that's kind of how I do things when I get on a big ramp. But there's a report that came out from Trey Wallace, who used to be a Knoxville beat writer, now works for Travis. Uh, What's his name that does the Clay Travis and that does all the outkick stuff that the NCAA was investigating or was looking into Tony Vitello. Uh, and, uh, quote-unquote, possible tampering with Maui Ahuna, the star shortstop transfer that's yet to play any for the Vols because of an NCAA something or other, even though he's been here since June. Uh, So that report came out, and then uh, the athletic department came out and said after talking with Tony Vitello, he was going to be suspended for three games. At that time, it was assumed, and, and you know what assuming does to everyone Uh, that that was something from the NCAA. It was not. Uh, That was something that Tony Vitello and the athletic program, Danny Watt, or whoever, decided they wanted to get ahead of this. They wanted to go ahead and have him serve a three-game suspension. And let's be honest, it's Dayton. They are not world beaters. They are 0-6 for a reason. So let's just get it over with before we start, you know, league play in a couple weeks and do that. Uh, now, you might be asking yourself, Norm, why is he serving a suspension? What is going on here? Well, someone, and this is unsure where this is coming from, I don't know if it's coming from Kansas or another SEC coach, uh, is, is crying foul for the uh, recruitment of Maui Ahuna uh, back when the Super Regional was here in June of last year and you're saying, Norm, what does that matter? It does not matter. It doesn't. We live in a a time now where these college kids can go wherever they want to. They can sign for whoever wants to pay them the most money. However, uh, from from what I've gathered, uh, you know, internet research, so take that with a grain of salt. This is not the gospel truth. I've not read Uh, A statement from the NCAA or Tennessee Athletics. This is just my deep diving that I've done on my own is that Tennessee apparently aided in or helped uh, purchasing a plane ticket for Maui Ahuna to come here on a recruitment visit and that was unofficial. I, I don't understand how that works and so yes we may have done something wrong in the grand scheme of things. There are much bigger things that I will talk about that the NCAA should be investigating other than a kid that's going to go in the first round of the draft, probably a top 10, 20 pick in the draft and not letting this kid play, letting this kid's family travel from Hawaii to see him play in Arizona and, and saying, you know, hours before the game that he's not allowed to play. What, I mean, that's ridiculous to me. Um, But I I guess big ups to the athletic department over there for, for trying to get ahead of this. And, And you're saying, Norm, why are they you know getting ahead of this? Well, Thanks to Jeremy Gump Pruitt and his uh, Chick-fil-A money bags when he was here a few years ago, we're still under investigation for all that nonsense. Even though Jeremy Pruitt's gone, he's trying to correct his career. That's still looming over us. So I guess they're trying to save face, not get in any more trouble, self-punishing, you know, punishing, slapping ourselves on the wrist to get ahead of that situation. And it's just, to me, ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous when kids can go And like I said, and I'll take another player. Let's say he played for North Carolina State. His nickname has to do with wearing a tank top. The man plays first base. Tennessee was in on him as well. And there was another kid that was from Air Force. It was a big name as well that was out there. Please do your Google research. I don't want to get sued by these children. But they were out there. And another program that has Guix Tigers in their name has signed them to big money NIL deals so i don't understand why that is a matter a bother at all to me that makes no sense and it just is baffles my mind as to what the the problem what is with that and you're like norm i can hear it in your voice you're you're really wanting to start something and here's where i'm going to start we've got The NCAA that has done nothing, I mean absolutely nothing, the SEC commissioner has said nothing on this deal that's going on in Alabama, and if you're unaware, I'm about to tell you, but a young lady lost her life, uh, an Alabama basketball player, uh, I I can't remember if it was late December or early June, or not June, when this event happened, and I'm sorry I should have looked it up, but it's been recently within the last month or so uh, that this basketball player I'm not going to say names but you can google it and find out a basketball player was out uh, on the town uh, at the strip I guess is what they call it down in Tuscaloosa uh, out at you know something like the leaderboard or cool beans here if you're in the Knoxville area you know where I'm talking about those two places but was out there was was flirting trying his best with this young lady and she said you know thanks but no thanks I don't, you know, I'm not interested in your, you know, flirtatious ways with me. The young man got really upset. He then texted another player on the basketball team and said, "Hey, man, I need a gun. You know, bring bring me a gun." And so the young man brings him a gun. The gun that player that he brings the gun to proceeds to shoot eight times, killing this young lady uh, in the process because she did not like his advances. Uh, on her and the player that brought the gun also now this is alleged according to court documents uh, somehow blocked her in in the parking lot that they were in there Uh, and then his teammate proceeded to shoot her uh, eight times and killing the young lady I, I, I know that that's a lot to take in so you've got essentially two basketball players one of which that you know shot the young lady has been removed from the basketball program however the other young man has not been nothing has been done to this individual and his coach. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but the quote itself was, you know, all young guys make mistakes, teens make mistakes, was essentially what uh, the head basketball coach. And again, I'm not using names, but this is all factual. You can go and check it. I just don't know if I'm going to get sued, uh, even though it's all in court documents and all that stuff. But uh, you know, he said he made a mistake, and, and I'm here to tell you right now that if if Norm non-NBA draft pick took a gun a firearm a Glock pistol to another teammate of mine I would be in jail there's there's no question about it here I don't know what uh, Mafia Row down in Tuscaloosa is doing down there I, I don't know how that is acceptable I don't know how the NCAA or the SEC or Alabama as a college has not stepped in to do something about this because it's absolutely ridiculous to me that this kid is still actively playing. And then, oh, yesterday, there's a a viral video going around because it was their senior day, I think, or anyway, it was a home game for Alabama yesterday. The kid gets called out. He walks out and then gets patted down by one of his players on their little pregame ritual. Now, I don't know how tone-deaf you need to be as a basketball program as a head coach, as a player, as an organization to allow that kind of bull to go on that you feel it's acceptable to be patted down as a player after you took a firearm and said in your text message, it's hot so that your other teammate can then shoot a girl. And then you're still thinking it's cute to get patted down and continue playing basketball. I don't have a law degree. I don't understand how the criminal justice system in the United States of America works because it's it's very <laughs> up in my opinion on a lot of these things. But to allow this young kid, and, and I know you're gonna say, Norm, you're a UT homer. No, this has nothing to do with me being a UT fan and not liking Alabama on this story. I could have been from I could be a UCLA fan and this would be atrocious to me. There is no way on this planet Earth that we live in, in the United States of America, that that should be acceptable, that you can transport a firearm, give it to someone. Then that someone who was, I mean, we're not going to a gun range. We're not going to a, a shooting you know, event with friends to where we're going to go out on the farm or in the woods and go shooting and have a good time. He texted somebody in the wee hours of the morning and said, I needed my gun right now. Guy takes it across town, cross campus tells you, oh, it's loaded, and then he proceeds to shoot eight times into a vehicle to shoot this young girl, young lady, who, by the way, has a small child, and and we're just okay with it. ESPN has done an absolute job of covering this. The game was on there, and they're defending the kid the other night. I mean, they're not defending him, but they're not saying anything about it. No one's putting up a stink about this. While all... All this is going on this young lady has, is you know her family is dealing with her losing her life and this kid's just getting plastered all over the media here for being this you know potential top 5 draft in the NBA and and, and and oh by the way we're going to not let a kid play baseball because he got a plane ticket early. And that's not the only instance. That's just the most recent one. And oh by the way over the weekend two girls that play basketball for Miami were they weren't suspended, but their head coach was were, was suspended for three games because they went to dinner the night before they decided to play basketball for Miami or Miami's women's team. Where are we as the NCAA? I mean, I don't understand how are we going to criticize two little girls and these are, I guess, they're young women, college age girls that go to dinner the night before at a booster event. And, and then they get slapped on the wrist. We've got Tony Vitello, who bought a plane ticket for a young kid, slapped on the wrist. But, oh, by the way, we're going to let this kid go down there and transport a gun across town, plaster him all over ESPN and any other network because he's an NBA draft pick, and it's Alabama, the darling of our sport and everything. It just blows my ever-loving mind. I don't understand it. Make it make sense to me. Someone explain that to me like I'm a toddler because I don't get it. I don't understand how it's correct. I don't understand how it's right. I am sorry that I'm using this platform to complain about the NCAA all while this poor girl has lost her life and her family is dealing with that and she has a small child that's not going to go have a mom tonight for dinner. I I apologize. You know, I'm forever, you know, And apologizing to this lady's family that she's having to deal with this and that I'm on my little, you know, Scruffy City Sports podcast talking about, you know, using her as an example for what the NCAA is not doing. I'm really sorry for that. But to me, it makes no sense. And I mean, there's a bigger problem here in the United States as far as the criminal justice system goes. We've got NFL players that have committed murder that's playing. We've got all this other stuff it is a horrible way of doing things it is messed up beyond repair and you know i am sorry that you know you came on here for me to talk about ut baseball and here i am ranting about the ncaa and a poor girl that lost her life because some some you know some guy was hitting on her and she didn't like it and he got upset yeah i just i just don't get it i think there's a bigger problem in the world and i i don't know i'm really sorry that, but I, I, I needed to get that off my chest. I've, I've you know this has been going on for a week or two now and I haven't said anything and then Tony Vitella thing came up and I'm, I just got my feels and I'm extremely you know I'm not apologizing for saying it. I'm leaving it on here. I think everyone needs to hear that. Everybody needs to voice their opinion about that. I don't know who you write to. I don't know if you write to the DA in Tuscaloosa. but for me to see this kid all over ESPN, like nothing was wrong and then yesterday to get patted down as he's doing his warm-ups as a joke is just beyond tone deaf it's beyond stupid and I'm flabbergasted that people think it's okay I, I really do I don't know how you in the world feel like it's tone deaf as a father you know with two little girls I would it's just it's I don't have the words for it I've got I've got to take a break I've got to I'm going to play some probably inappropriate music to go along with this buffer music but then we'll come back and talk about the games really briefly okay i'm sorry i ran it i needed to get a lot of that off my chest oh i will try to briefly Talk about the baseball games that were, again, Tennessee went 5-0 and on the week. Uh, they had two games with Alabama A&M. Uh, both of those games were not even close. They were both run-ruled. Uh, the Vols won the first game 10 to nothing, and they won the second game. Oh, this one was where it got really out of hand. It was 23-1. Uh, Tennessee scored a program record-setting 15 runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. I'm not going to bore you with stats. I'm not going to – since I've went really far on this podcast with something I really didn't want to talk to and it just kind of happened uh, a lot of guys had a lot of hits (laughs) I'll say it the best way I can for that uh but again the Vols won was at 33 to 1 over the past two or those two games that were Tuesday and Wednesday against Alabama Agriculture and Mechanics or whatever A&M actually stands for uh the three games uh that were this week uh, with Dayton, Tennessee won all three of those games as well. Uh, they won Friday night's contest 12-2. to uh, They won yesterday, Saturday 4-1. to Offense was really lackluster yesterday as far as that goes, but it was really cold and rainy here in Knoxville, so I'm not going to fault anything for that. Uh, and then today, the balls won again. Uh, was it six to one? Hold on. I'm sorry. It was, yes, yeah, six to nothing uh, today. And Blake Burke had two home runs. He is now 23 shy of the record and 22 uh, from tying the record on that. That's all I'm going to talk about as far as Tennessee baseball. I'm sorry. I got in my feels as far as that goes. But the baseball program looks really good. We will, uh, we're supposed to get word tomorrow on Tony Vitello uh, from the uh, athletics department. And if, depending on what it is, I might do a, uh, you know, actually I will, regardless whatever they say, I will throw up a quick podcast uh, in the middle of the week uh, to discuss what they're saying. And then, you know, obviously I, I will sleuth and listen to all things, internet radio and stuff like that, and let you know what everyone is saying on the social medias about that. I'm sorry, everybody. I I really, it's kind of out of line for me to get on my soapbox like that, but I needed to say it. It it needed to be said. I needed to get off my chest. I'm sorry for for ranting about that, but it's my platform. And if you don't like it, please let me know, and we can have an adult conversation about, you know, my feelings about what's going on in Alabama. And, again, it's not because I'm a UT fan. I've talked to several. I talked to one of my buddies in Memphis this week. He feels the same way. I just don't understand it. I really don't. The world's a crazy place. Uh, you'll hear it in a minute. But we're finding new galaxies, new planets. There's uranium fires in Knoxville. There's spheres showing up on the beaches of Japan from who knows where. It's just a crazy time. It's just a crazy time. Hug your loved ones. I will say that much. All right, everyone. I have ranted. I'm sorry. I had I had a lot of notes about baseball. I just I just after I ranted, I just can't do it. Um, up next on the program, we will talk about our we will talk about it. i'm going to do a kind of the daytona 500 review with rocky it's about 20 inch minutes long we went a little longer than i wanted to but it was a good conversation really flowed well and again that's not going to be an every week thing it'll be a sporadic thing so this is going to end up being about an hour-long podcast i apologize for that i know some of y'all like the short ones but every now and then it just kind of happens and i'm sorry i got long-winded on my rant there and i, I didn't really mean to and you can probably hear it in my voice i kind of got a little emotional and tore up about that but anyway Uh, Up next, me and Rocky are going to talk about uh, the Daytona 500, kind of review that, and then I'll come back and wrap us up. So give me just a second. I'll buff for music, and then next thing you'll hear will be me and Rocky. all right and we're back everybody i am joined once again by the old rooftop rocket and uh, rocky i'm not sure what we're going to call this segment i had like rocky's round table the rooftop round table something having to do with round like nascar and your name in it and so we're we're just we're playing it by ear at the moment but we wanted to get together this week we are you know almost a a week probably when you hear this will be a week uh, outside of the old 65th running of the Daytona 500. And I, Rocky, I wanted to share your, get your thoughts on the race. And then I had a couple of questions, you know, we're going to keep this a little brief, you know, but, but we'll no time limit, but we'll try to keep it, you know, the 10 ish minute mark. So, you know, if, if you don't want to listen to NASCAR, just hit fast forward a little, but Rocky, how are you doing? That was a long introduction. I'm sorry, but, but how are things your way down in the hollers of East Tennessee?
1: uh it's pretty good we've had a rough week at the house with sickness but you know anybody with kids will tell you that's just going to happen
0: it happens i'm pretty sure
1: i did not get sick until i had kids well uh, you know it builds your
0: immune system they will they'll get better and they'll be stronger (laughs) for it rocky i'll tell you that right now so we're better now that's good that is good to hear that is good to hear what are your what are your i guess a week out you've had time to to look at the social medias and check all that stuff what are, what were your initial reactions of the Daytona 500 that was a few few short days ago? It
1: was uh, mostly calm. You know, no – I mean, the first half of the race was pretty uneventful. And uh, uh, some people will say every race is like that. But, <laughs> but uh, it for all purposes, it was very calm until the end, which is what they like. You know, they want the end to be exciting. But uh, just some quick notes I jotted down. Uh, stage one, not much going there, followed the leader, a little bit of racing. Keselowski's your winner. Uh didn't even make the race last week at or week before last at the clash. So from zero to hero there for a minute. Stage two was fairly common till F one eighteen. They had a caution turn four. Uh, about nine cars involved. Some to keep going, some couldn't. Ross Chastain, there's your buddy,
0: Norm. I know. he's, he's uh, He was my guy. I will say. It's
1: the win on the second stage. of
0: I will say I'm a Ross Chastain fan, but I don't want to spoil things, but there was another guy I was cheer for even more than Ross Chastain at the end of the race. But you continue on your notes there, Rocky, okay. and then we'll get, we there. get
1: there. We'll get we'll, there. We'll, we'll discuss that. And uh, really, I mean, the final stage was fairly uneventful like, most part, but uh, there were some pit stops. That kind of shook things up. Uh, for those who don't know, especially on our only when they have restrictor plate races, you've got to have a group come in at the same time so you can draft together when you come out, or else you just you won't have to speed at all. You'll get lapped in no time. So sometimes that can get a little hairy. Some some guys might spin out, but uh, there was a little bit of back and forth there with some pits, and, uh, and then in 22 to go, I actually wrote this down in one of those pit stops. Stenhouse. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. got a pit penalty for speeding, so he has to come in. I can't remember if it's a pass through or what, but I didn't even realize that until later uh, after hearing who won. But uh, 19 to go, turn two caution, seven more, wad them up. Some of them put some duct tape on them and keep them going, some don't. Uh, Here we go again. And so with three to go, Kyle Busch is leading. Uh, this is a big change for him. Been with Joe Gibbs forever. Now he's in with Richard Childress in the Chevrolet. Him, Austin Dillon are running uh, running the lead there, and a caution comes out. What's funny is Kyle Bush over the radio says, 1998 rules, that would have been the win. And for those that don't know, what he's referring to is now they don't end it or a caution, but in 1998 they did. If it was two laps to go and they had a caution, they couldn't get it cleaned up in time. They just went to lap whatever, you know, so they threw the checker. That's how... Dale Earnhardt won the Daytona 500.
0: That was, was that his first Daytona 500 win that way? I, I, not the NASCAR historian I am, but that was one of his – I don't know if that was his first one or not, in 98. probably. – You're
1: talking about Dale, right? Yes,
0: Dale. Give it yeah, to Dale. Dale
1: Earnhardt Sr., that was – he would go down there every year and be spoken fast. He would win everything down there leading up to the Daytona 500. He would win the clash. He would win his dual race. Uh, but when it came to the 500 itself, he was just – stricken with bad luck Mm. and i took him 19 years of running that race he finally won it and so that's what it was such a big deal to everybody and uh that's what kyle bush is referring to gotcha that's his only 500 win by the way gotcha gotcha some people get lucky and have i think i think richard petty has seven maybe
0: (laughs) yeah i was i was blown away when they were doing like their nascar history moments there during the 14 overtimes at the very end as to who had won it and hadn't won it uh, that was quite shocking right. to me just personally. And then the, well, keep going Rocky. I don't want to spoil the ending.
1: Well, here, Kyle Busch is yeah. one of those. It, uh, yeah. This was his, I wrote down, uh, I think 18th try. I can't find
0: it. That sounds right. It was 18th or 19th. It was almost 20 tries. I don't I think this is his
1: 18th there. try. And also Martin trucks is another big name that has not won it yet, which he's, a, he's won a lot of races. This is, his, that was his 19th start. Okay. Uh, so that's what he means when he said that over the radio you know if it was 98 rules he would have just won the race because gotcha. he was leading when the caution came out but we have overtime now, which I know that's some of your question.
0: <laughs> that was uh, that was new to me. I mean, I, again, you know, in our previous, you know, race fans, race fans, race fans, exp, ep, er, episode. And if you not checked that out, go back. It's still relevant to this day. I had no idea there was an overtime. When they mentioned overtime, I thought I'm not watching football or NHL or a basketball yeah. game. I don't. What is overtime? And then I just was kind of flabbergasted that it was such a thing. And then I guess Rocky continue on and then we'll get to my main question here regarding overtime, but, but continue, I think we're doing a good job of teasing this at the moment is what you would call it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Overtime number one, they get to going. And when the Daytona 500 is on the line or any race for that matter, these guys go for it and it usually ends up you're, you're racing a lot harder and a lot tighter than you were the whole race. Things happen. Uh, obviously, a, a crash come out there, but they had not taken the white flag yet. They took the green to restart, but they crashed on that same lap and had not taken the white flag yet. Uh, I think there was 13 cars involved in that one. It
0: was a big one. It's a big one. Uh,
1: yeah. So, it took a while to clean that up. And then, uh, overtime number two, I, they took the green, race around took the white flag then the crash happened and so as soon as the caution was out whoever was leading is the winner because when after the white flag whatever the next flag is ends the race whether it's a caution or checkered okay and so ricky sinhouse jr was leading at the time of caution he gets the win
0: that was my biggest point of contention and i feel like maybe And I'm not these guys, you know, Tony Stewart smoke and all. I don't even know who the other guys were calling the game or the race uh, (laughs) at the time. But I felt like they did not explain that to me. So I was very confused because up into that, we had several of these wrecks and overtime laps. But I was like, well, why do we not get an overtime now? But you, as you just pointed out and clarified for me, and now I understand is the white flag had been waved or shown or i don't know the technical term waved. i guess it's a technical term yeah. and so yeah. that is why immediately when all mayhem broke out like we're watching a progressive commercial that that is why Mar- or stenhouse jr got the win and then i guess I-, I don't know how the seating went after that it took me a day or two to see find official results because I was really hoping for Travis Pastrana to win there at the end. I wanted Kyle Busch to win because, one, he's never won one, and so I was, you know, give it to him. Two, his sponsor is Weed Gummies, so I feel like that's just an <laughs> obvious choice for someone for, to pull for a guy that's car yeah. sponsored by Weed Gummies. And then three, I wanted Travis Pastrana because he was in the top ten. I, I think he finished 11th or maybe 10th. But I was really hoping for a guy that's just really, I guess, using his own company money from Black Rifle Coffee to go down there and have fun to maybe, you know, and he had a shot there for a minute at winning it. So I was really, you know, pulling for them. But that clarifies, I was very confused because I wanted them to just keep doing this because I thought eventually the energy, that was a key word there if you watch the race, the energy was all over the place on that restart and I was just here for chaos And it it ensued, and I was here for it. And I'm really happy for that guy because the guy that won at Stenhouse, this shows you how much I know about NASCAR, but is that like his only NASCAR win is the Daytona 500? Or maybe it's his second win overall as a pro driver?
1: Uh, He has a couple. Okay. He he did a lot better in the Xfinity series. Uh, I want to say a championship, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Anyways, uh, for whatever reason, just hadn't panned out as well in the Cup Series. For him, but he does really good on the restricted plate races. Uh, but he has not won the Daytona 500 for sure. That's first first 500. But I don't know about how many he has exactly. Okay. I failed you, Norm. I'm sorry. About no, that.
0: you're good. I mean, I, I really feel like it was just a handful. I mean, I'll say a yeah. handful, but it's a handful closer to the less than three number. When I, if I remember yeah. correctly from the broadcast. But it was, I mean, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I, I'll agree with everything you said. I think the first part was rather uh, ho-hum, nothing really exciting happening. I will say Travis Pastrana did lead a single lap. Uh, yeah. uh, from what I saw was he was supposed to go in, like you said, with all of his, I want to say he was riding, a, was he a Ford or a Toyota? This, this is where He's I Toyota with Toyota. 2311. Yes, I think he was supposed to go in with all the Toyota guys, and he failed to do so. So he went and led a lap and then went in. Uh, But it was very exciting. I thought it was neat that uh, the Fords, I think, were doing really well, and then they kind of just flustered there at the end. Uh, I don't know if there was a mix-up or they all wrecked. I don't know that much about who drives a Ford because I have to watch it on the screen to find that out. But it is neat, the camaraderie, the teammates having to get together and all that stuff. And then they're telling me on the broadcast that it's going to be a free-for-all. Teammates don't count here. And that really kind of happened. And then you saw that with Kirk Bush who was leading and then – for whatever reason, Kyle tried bush. to cow bush. Sorry, Kyle. I get my bushes mixed up there. It's not a. It's not a bush <laughs> latte. So I'm getting confused. But uh, don't he get the bushes
1: mixed <laughs> up. Yeah,
0: exactly don't get the bushes mixed. Don't get in the bushes, Rocky. Just stay away from yeah. the bushes. But. There you go. Uh, I guess he went to block and then got shuffled and then ended up way back in the back. But I just, it was, it was fun. And if you've not seen it, NASCAR has a YouTube page. You can go back and spend about four minutes and watch the highlights. uh, If you don't want to watch a full replay, but it was fun. And uh, you know, segueing into my NASCAR fun stuff there, there is a race this weekend. Uh, We'll probably talk about it soon. Or if not, it's the uh, Rocky, tell me again, it's the auto club 400 in Fontana, is that Montana,
1: California? California.
0: So I guess hopefully it's not snowing over there because we're in an apocalypse of some reason. It's snowing in it's California. Funny
1: you say that, Norm. I was watching earlier. This is, we're, we're recording on Saturday.
0: Yes, it is Saturday. And I tuned
1: in to see how qualifying or and or the stuff was going, and the, everything was rained out today. Oh The live shot I saw. I swear I saw like chunks of snow. They well, said it was like 40, 40 degrees out there, so it could it could be close to snow. I mean,
0: around. I I saw on the social medias it's snowing in California. We've got uranium fires in East Tennessee. It, it just buckled down the hatches. We've got spheres in Japan. We've got balloons flying over the world, and we found new galaxies and new planets this week, Rocky. So... <laughs> Put your aluminum full hats on. I'm just saying, I don't know what's happening in the world, but I'm here covering sports with Rocky today, and that's that's my main point of uh, caring at the moment.
1: Uh, I blame El Nino.
0: I mean, I guess. Where's Chris Farley (laughs) doing the weather for us as far as El Nino goes? But I am – excited uh rocky i think uh, we're hitting our 13 minute mark is there anything uh else you want to talk about nascar related or daytona 500 related i think we did a really good job of keeping it uh tight and and tidy yep uh on this but i've had fun i mean i had a blast watching it i know i, I don't want to spoil anything but uh the f1 boys rocky i know you're not watching because it was one it, it's like 14 hours ahead of us so it was in the middle of the night <laughs> but they were testing in bahrain uh this weekend and i'll give you the highlights of that nothing really happened so you know that was that was the highlights of formula one we still have a week or two before they get going uh but Did I not but, see
1: there was a crash or something um Maybe I that
0: was prior. I don't remember there being a crash, but there maybe there was, maybe there was and I just missed it i mean i I didn't watch it live and in action, and I've only watched highlights, but I don't remember seeing a crash, but you could be correct and I could be wrong that's that's well,
1: maybe one of the listeners can call in, yeah what, yeah, call in and, and tell about, me you
0: know, maybe yeah, I can get live if we need action to
1: be corrected i'm I, you know I can take.
0: Hey, I, that there's, there's always a segment for a walk it back Wednesday or a walk it back, whatever, as far as norm yep. goes. Uh, but spool or warning, I don't know when we'll put this in the podcast. Cause as Rocky said, we're recording this Saturday. Uh, in the afternoon and i've got lots of thoughts uh, that'll go into tomorrow's episode so this will probably be after i rant and rave about a lot of things rocky just
1: yeah i won't even go
0: there i I don't (laughs) want to ruin (laughs) i'm fired up about the ncaa we won't talk about it but now that i've now that i've loopholed and and squirreled and took a right instead of a left i'll go back to my original question of is there any final parting shots you want to take at nascar I know that I've said that uh, Cole, I can't, gosh, I forget this guy's name, the watermelon man. uh, Ross Ross Chest. I want to call him Cole Chastain. That just sounds so much better, Cole Chastain. Ross Chastain, it will be my man going forward. Uh, I I can't even tell you the number he drives. I did see a flag for his that looks really cool, um, but that's my dude. Rocky, who's your dude? And then, and then again, for the fourth time that I've asked here, you're, you're, Final yep. shots NASCAR and or uh, Daytona Five Hundred related.
1: I don't know if I necessarily have a driver I pull for anymore, uh, but just from you know how some some uh, people will pull for the team that their dad's liked or whatever, exactly, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of goes down. So my dad and and all of his family were all Chevy guys. Okay, and so I generally just pull for Team Chevy and. As far as I go anymore, as far as I like a couple drivers, but not necessarily pull them. if that makes sense.
0: That's understandable.
1: So I, I think I'm part of a dying breed when it comes to the whole Chevy versus Ford, you
0: know? No, I was <laughs> with you there, Rocky. I mean, even me, we talked about it. I had a Ranger, but I was going all Chevy just because I know that's your thing. I, you know, I drive a Toyota now, but I didn't, other than Travis Pastrana, I couldn't tell you anybody else that drove a Toyota or who it finished where that had one. So that's, that's my knowledge as far as that
1: well, goes. Another note I have was Travis Pastrana. I thought he did a great job uh, never doing restrictor plate race before, I don't think. Or at least they going to
0: 500 in a cup car. Now, let me ask you this now that I've told you we were going to wrap things up. Now I have a new question. Yeah, we might as well go another 10 minutes. I mean, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, but is that is that more of the restrictor plate? Is that more of the cars being pretty much equal? I know they're quote-unquote equal as far as what they're supposed to be. But is it even more so with the restrictor plate that there's no... Uh, blatant cheating going on, or rule bending—that you could say—and that's why that that you think maybe he did better, or outshined, or do you think he had, you know, he called in a ringer, and they set his car up perfectly for him, or something along those lines.
1: Well, the restrictor plate is what we used to call on top of the carburetor. It, re- it literally restricted the air intake into a motor, keeping this motor to a certain horsepower, right? Because in mm-hmm. nineteen eighty-eight, I want to say Bobby Allison went for a wild ride cleared the fence out, could have got hurt bad, and, and ever since then, we've had restrictor plates to keep the speeds to a certain, you know, around 200. Gotcha. <laughs> because we'd be at 250. I don't know. We'd, we'd be fine if we didn't Let's, have restrictor plates. I
0: say go 300. Let's see him doing well, laps at 300.
1: Uh, I think Rusty Wallace did a test one time with that restrictor plate, and I forget how fast he went or if that was even official. I don't know. But, well, that's why we have restrictor plates It's because we'd be going too fast, right? Okay. So yep. the the next effect is it usually bunches everybody up because drafting becomes a thing. And uh, when you get bunched up together like that, stuff's going to happen. The big one, they call it, the big wreck, takes out about 20 cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also makes, like you say, everything pretty much equal. Even Even a... Car that's slower by itself, like say, for instance, during qualifying when they're by themselves, is so much slower on the track. But once he's in that bubble of of drafting, he's he can stay with them or she, whoever. Gotcha. But uh, so it's a great they call it the great equalizer is drafting and uh, restrictive plates, I should say. And it does give anybody a chance if your car is halfway good, good enough to get around the track. And you're in the top, I don't know, 10, 15 there. What, I forget what place he was in before he wrecked. He was right there, top 10 ish.
0: Yeah, I think he was in the top 10. And then I, I want to say he finished 10th or 11th. I can't remember, but he was in the top 15 for sure. Yeah, he finishing. finished 11th.
1: I know. So it had to be, if I don't must have been top 10. So he was doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, You know, I joke with my friends and buddies because it, it looks so easy on. TV you know what I mean
0: oh yeah for sure <laughs> like
1: it shows them in car and they're just barely turning the wheel and i know there's a lot more going on really in in all reality so he did a good job and uh guys like him with that the personality he has is is awesome for NASCAR nice uh, he should do more of it if he has the oh,
0: ability for sure. or wants to.
1: And NASCAR should be like, yes, you need to come to our, yeah. come play on our field and yeah. bring your multi-million people with you. And
0: <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I mean, his interview that you sent me where he was talking about, he was doing the, you know, he was drifting through one of those turns. I mean, it was just, <laughs> I mean, I followed Travis Pastrana, I guess probably yeah. for the better part of 20 years and he's always like that. I mean, the, the guy doesn't have an off switch. I mean, I that's don't. putting it as nicely as you can, but I mean, it was fun to see, you know, and all the others, you know, they interviewed the Bush guy. I can't remember his name, I guess, after the dual race. And Kyle, and he was upset because somebody got wrecked and blah, blah, blah. But there's just no, you know – I don't want to bring in Tennessee baseball here, but I'll bring it in. But, I mean, Uh you watch Tennessee baseball and even these new guys playing this year, there's so much, you know, this BDE is the term that the kids use nowadays. I use swagger or mojo, but that moxie, it would be what my parents would use. There's just it doesn't seem like there's there's a lot of that happening in NASCAR and I say that from a fan that's really watched two watched two races in the last two years so but to me they need somebody with some personality to to get in there and shake things up a little I mean that's that's just and I was drawn to that you know I have no dog in the fight as far as who I want to win but anytime they put a microphone in front in front of Travis. It was just so much. Ex- he was just so excited, and you just don't see that. Even with the guy that won, I mean, he was excited, but like, it just seemed like Travis Pastrana won the race just qualifying. And to me, that was is is exciting to see. And I've said this before to you, and I'm sure it's been on the podcast before, but NASCAR really needs to hone in on either having some type of behind the scenes show or a show like Drive to Survive that they do with Formula One to pull in a group of people that. You know, even if it's a year behind, people want to see the, you know, the inner workings of how, you know, they get to attract the drama in the garage. If there is some, even if it's probably fake, that's that's what I think they are missing and need to do to draw in a new group of fans. Because, you know, I've we've talked about this before, but I'm I'm coming from a Formula One background, which I don't even have a Formula One background. I just watch it. It's like I raced in karting and something, and I was an F1 championship when I said it that way. But that, to me, that's what drew me back into Formula 1 was all this behind-the-scenes stuff. And I just don't know why they're not playing into that. I mean, again, we've talked about, you know, it's hard to find the race. And I think the first several are on Fox, and then they go to a streaming service. But they really need to, and I don't know why they don't, but they need to get on that. And I did see... Uh, after the fact, and I didn't know it at the time, but I guess on NASCAR's YouTube page, you could have went and watched the in-car footage from all these guys, which I had no idea because it wasn't on the broadcast. But that's the stuff, that's the social media, you know, get up because – On Formula One, I mean, you can literally go to F1 TV and you can click on whoever you want to watch. You can listen to their in-car footage. You can see the analytics going on, how fast they're going, when they're braking, the Gs they're pulling. You can do driver side-by-side. I mean, you could literally have all the guys on one screen and watch their helmet cams while it's going on. And I just I don't understand why. Maybe it's a money thing or maybe they just don't want to do that, but I just, they really need to hone in on that for me, and they could only do it for Norm, but I just feel like that that would really grasp more people to watch it. I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff, but that's what I really like is the inner workings of that, and even, you know, if I don't do a Formula One comparison, you know, Hard Knocks does that with football, and their Netflix is branching into the NFL with a new documentary with some quarterbacks. I just, I just, I love that stuff. Even hockey, they did stuff with hockey before on HBO. That's just, to me, that's what NASCAR is missing. And if I could get in front of some board of director people and say, do this, you can pay me some money and I'll spearhead this, that, that's what they need, Rocky. That's Norm's take on how to grow NASCAR quickly is to put it on a streaming service, give us the behind the scenes, give us, the, you know, the Kyle Busch yelling at somebody or throwing a helmet when it happens six months after the fact on a documentary. I really Thank ran you. it on that. I'm sorry.
1: Well, they had something last year: race of champion, race to the championships, something like that.
0: Oh, well, I missed
1: it, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what channel came on, but I don't think it's exactly what you're describing, but it's something like that. Okay. I haven't watched it personally, so I couldn't tell you.
0: Okay, well I'll go find
1: but, it. Uh, and they do have the NASCAR app has all the. Oh,
0: ah, here we go.
1: Car and.
0: Did not even know they had an app. Here we go. I went on a rant, and I don't even know all the details. So I apologize, but I'm not taking well, that out of anything. But I'll, I'll, I'll you research. Not knowing things.
1: that speaks volumes, though. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like on the like, it never once on the broadcast. And if they said it, I didn't notice it. But like, I had no idea I could have even went and looked at that. And then to even make it worse, we're on a commercial when the big wreck happened, and they don't even have <laughs> have to talk about it. You know, I just. I just feel like That's they are man, they are yes. missing. They need to get a TikTok content creator, one of these girls that does all their F1 stuff, to come over there and say, this is what you need to do. And I'll plug one. Tony Brown, she is from the UK. She's come to the US. She has got a massive, she, her following is so big now that she's like a PR person for Aston Martin doing a lot of stuff with them. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like, like you said i had no clue even knowing that that was a thing and now i'll look into it and now the next time we talk after i deep dive into this nascar app i i might have a totally different story but to your point i had no clue it was even really a thing until now so
1: well like we talked about the race was fairly uneventful you know for most part they could have taken 5 minutes to say you know what we got this if you go over to your app right now, you can see this, this, and this, and somebody's showing you. Exactly. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Because I did it for a while, and uh, it was pretty neat. You can listen to their radios.
0: Okay, that is cool. On there as well. It's...
1: You can see all the braking steering, all the inputs there.
0: Okay. okay. How a... uh
1: times, how much? How far behind they are, you know, all that stuff Okay, is there. All right. They just probably don't promote it well enough.
0: Okay. I will, I will be deep diving into this app because now, I mean, it sounds very similar to what the Formula One app is.
1: Oh well, does this, does this Formula One cost?
0: It does cost. It's like nine ninety nine a month, or it might even be more than that. But okay, it, I was
1: gonna say with NASCAR, I forget what it. I wanna say it was like thirty bucks for the year. Oh well,
0: that's not that's. I mean, F one is way more expensive than me. that because there's even okay. there's levels. So like your basic level is right. you can watch yeah, the yeah. broadcast on TV, and then it teardrops up from there. So. Yeah. Okay, but I 30 bucks a month or a year, I could totally do that because there are plenty of races, and I'm sure it has lots of deep-dive analytics that I really enjoy and know nothing about in the NASCAR world, but I, I will learn.
1: Well, there you go. Okay. You, you just learned something from the old rooftop. I rubber. did, and
0: I am very grateful for it because I will be, <laughs> as soon as we get off this, I will be looking into it and going for there. And then if they race this weekend in Fontana, I will be using it to follow along.
1: There you go.
0: Okay, okay. Rocky Montana, We
1: got auto club speedway. Uh Kyle Bush has four wins there. Larson's got a couple. He won the last one. Uh guys like Truex are usually pretty good there.
0: Okay. How about our guy, so, uh, the watermelon man?
1: Yeah, he's I think he's done well. There. I don't know if he's won in I don't think he's won there in the Cup series. Course they were they missed uh one of the pandemic years in California.
0: No, those don't count Rocky. Those 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 are just time voided things. That didn't nothing's yeah. happened in the past two years <laughs> if it's related to the illness that came here from somewhere.
1: I'm thinking though he did he did pretty good in Xfinity races there. Okay. So that and he usually does pretty good on these this is a two mile track where it's wide open. Luck can happen fast. Uh so we'll see. I'm just gonna pull for a Chevy. Yay.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm with you on that. I'll pull. Fire. I
1: wouldn't. I would be looking at Kyle Bush. Oh, Tyler Reddick's probably another one. Yeah, Toyota. Uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. So we'll keep an eye out, and uh, always you can always see how the teams are progressing through the year. You know, how you can start predicting who's going to win and whatnot.
0: Okay. Okay. All so. right, Rocky. Well, this is. It's been a good chat. We went a little longer than I wanted to, but it's okay. I'm sure the the, the listeners will bear with us. Because I'm sure going into this, I would have ran it and probably didn't talk about something as long as I wanted to. So it's fine it's fine no worries at all
1: we'll get better we'll, we'll get
0: better, get, we'll, get better. We'll, we'll hone it in but i think we did a great job talking about the daytona 500 and we'll get you on soon again to talk about fontana or a couple of races or you know something along those lines i know we've talked about but rocky thank you so much again for following or getting on here and chit-chatting with us about the 65th running of the daytona 500 and uh we will see everyone i'll, I'll do some buffer music and then and then i'll be back just in a second All right, everybody, thanks again to Rocky for joining me there on that last segment i to get us caught up on the Daytona 500 stuff. And how do you feel about NASCAR stuff? I'll be doing some NASCAR and Formula One stuff. Don't know if we'll do that every week or throw it, you know, once a month or whatever, but let me know if you hate it. Let me know if you really like it. Let me know if you need more of it. Let me know. Just, you know, it's fun. This is my podcast and clearly I'll talk about whatever I want to going back to the Alabama NCAA stuff. But, you know, It is what it is, I guess you could say. But thank you for joining me this week. I had a great time as always. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Thank you for listening this far. I am sorry the podcast got a little long-winded today. Uh, but it happens sometimes and, uh, you know, it is what it is. So I will see everybody, uh, midweek, uh, once we get some late breaking news, if I find it noteworthy, I'll throw a podcast, emergency podcast up about that. If not, I will see you all, uh, in a week or so have fun. I'll see you in the future. I love everybody. Go Vols go. And until next time. everybody. Good balls. Bye-bye.